welcome to the Chris Williams podcast. Two podcasts this week. Yes. Um, well, what else am I going to do? I'm stuck in my house, just like all of you. I'm excited for this one today. A uh, really good friend of mine, known her for I don't know, 15 years now, something like that. Well, college buddy. Then she married one of my best friends, and now we are just buddies. Her name is Allison Otzelberger. She's formerly Allison Lacey, one of the greatest women's basketball players in the history of Iowa State University, former WNBA draft pick, and just an all-around really good gal. She and her family, this is, um, we'll, we'll tell the story when we get into this, but they're stuck in Australia during the coronavirus global pandemic. She, I was out there in Vegas with TJ uh, during the Mountain West basketball tournament. I stayed there for four nights and like none of this was really going on you were starting to hear about it a little bit but it wasn't there weren't travel bans nothing like that was happening and her and the kids were going to australia a couple days later anyways i'll let i'll let her tell the story but now they are stuck in australia they can't get back to the united states and it's it's um just interesting to hear the perspective from somebody on the other side of the globe right now then, Allison and I, and I don't expect all of you to be interested in this, many of you might be, we share a very common um, bond, and we text about it all the time, the show, The Challenge, on MTV, yes, are you aware of it, The Challenge, it's fantastic, and we'll tell you about it, why, it debuted um, last night, if you're listening to this on Thursday, on MTV, it's 35th season. And uh, we'll kind of set the table for this year's cast. Allison and I, will, we'll probably geek out on the challenge a couple times on this podcast feed, you know, over the next couple of months as the show is going on. So, without any further ado, I want to introduce my good friend, Allison Otzelberger, who is stuck on the other side of the world during this COVID-19 global pandemic here on the Chris Williams Podcast. All right, so here she is. Uh, I don't know. I want. I don't call her an old friend of mine because that has like negative connotations with it. But she is. I've known her for a long time. We have a different type of relationship now. Um, but um, first and foremost, she is Allison Lacey. That's how a lot of you guys know her. Uh, to me, um, she's Allison Otzelberger, but she's also the. I was telling her before we recorded. There's maybe one person in the world who rivals my appreciation for the challenge on MTV, uh, and, and I think it's Allison. So, Allison, first of all, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. How are, how are you doing uh, today, this morning? I don't even know. It's it's 7.52 in Iowa when we're doing this. Is it morning in Australia? It is. It's 11.52 on Thursday morning. Man. Like... Yeah, I don't know. I just need to like look at a globe or something. But I, it, it just, it, it seems like you're just south of us. Like for some reason, like when I think of Australia, I think like, oh, you all are just down south. But it's really not. I'm actually looking at a globe right now. Where, where at in Australia are you from? Because I think people from the states they just think, oh, there's Sydney. We're like, we're like Sydney or Melbourne. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm, I'm from Canberra. And it's the capital. It's like, think of it like a mini Washington, D.C., like lots of politicians and government workers. But, um, yeah, three hours from Sydney, a little bit further from Melbourne, um, pretty much in the middle of the bush is where we are. 
Okay. Well, okay. Well, I want to set the tone here because I was actually at your house. It, yeah. actually, it wasn't very long ago, but it seems like an eternity ago. It seems like forever ago, but it was literally the last weekend that I think I had like a normal interaction with someone. And then I think four days later after you left, I got on a plane to Australia. And like during those 16 hours of bliss trapped in a plane with like three kids, we landed and then it felt like all of America had changed. The tournament had been canceled. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, things are a little bit different now. But you were the last social interaction I had that was normal. Well, so... I remember when I flew to Vegas, I, I flew in on a, I want to say it was on a Wednesday. And Wednesday noon, yeah. Yeah, and it was like, there were some people wearing masks in the airport, and we were starting to, so I had heard about this coronavirus thing for a while, because I, I'm just, I watched the news a lot, and like, you'd heard about it in right, China. You're, so cult- you're cultured, right? Yeah, very you're, cultured. You're a worldly man. <laughs> It's just funny, like, knowing, like, everything you've seen me do in the past that you said that. Because, like, I no, know. you are, actually. Well, I, I feel like you're being sarcastic, but I don't know if the audience will catch that. No, I, I truly appreciate Not because of your sports, but just because you have a opinion on basically anything and everything. And I feel like you have to be a little bit cultured to do that. Well, thank you. I, you're a very you're worldly welcome. human being, so that means a lot coming from you. No, that's great. Yeah. Um, so I show up on Wednesday and like, I remember making a joke to Corey when we were at the UNLV game and I, and I said, man, like I've never been to the bathroom at a du- at a sporting event in a male bathroom where I've seen as many dudes wash their hand after wash their hands after they leave. Cause a lot of guys and I hate to gross out all the women, we don't wash our hands yeah. very often. Like, it's just, you know, you got a few beers in you. You're not going to wash your hands. <laughs> right. Washing your hands is the last thing on your mind. Yes. And I remember at that moment um, thinking like, huh, this is, you know, it's kind of starting to pick up steam. And even so I leave on Sunday and it was kind of like, oh, you know, world, everything was fine. The airport was completely full. In fact, I had a long wait to get home, et cetera. And then, like you said, um, the world just kind of blows up and you guys are landing in a foreign country, not foreign to you, but to our listenership. And now you can't like, are you stuck? Like you can't get back if you wanted to. Did you pack enough clothes? I have so many questions about how this worked out because you went there for a wedding. Is that correct? Yeah, so we we left, I think, March 11th, and we we were flying here for my brother's wedding. And so we were landing. Me and the kids came early to spend some time with my family. TJ was going to meet us here later. Um, and we landed, and it was pretty normal when we left. And as soon as we touched down, we saw that the tournament had been canceled and everything was kind of turned a little bit chaotic in the U.S. And then, you know, two days later, I get a call from TJ, who was supposed to be you know, coming three weeks after saying he was going to get on a plane because he didn't think he was going to come, like, you know, make it out to Australia unless he left immediately. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of just fast forward everything. The wedding got moved three weeks earlier. Oh, really? So we kind of landed when it, yeah, we landed on, I think, on a Friday and then the wedding was that, you know, next Sunday. And so, 
we have kind of just rolled with the punches and it's been chaotic and now everything's pretty much in lockdown here now. So we're just kind of hanging out at home now, but uh, it was definitely a chaotic first week getting me and my kids here, getting TJ here, getting a wedding done. And now we just sit and wait. So what, so in the United States, like right now, it's basically a state by state thing. There's no federal lockdown or anything like that. And it kind of just depends on where you live. What is it like in Australia as far as what you can do? Is it a federal thing? Is it go by like which province you're in? How, how does that work down there? Yeah, so the federal government definitely has their rules and then the, each state also, you know, puts their rules in too. So it's kind of a state by state. We're a little bit strict here that they've shut down all the borders so you cannot cross into another state without an essential reason for crossing over. Um, every, all Schools are still open, which is a little bit controversial at the moment. Schools are open. But um, as far as any non-essential um, retailers or um, businesses, they're all closed. So um, we're, we're definitely, they actually had the first time yesterday where police were allowed to give out fines for people being too close to each other in public or wow. um, anyone disobeying the laws uh, can get fined now. And they've kind of cracked down on people entering the country um, I don't think any, I don't think any non-residents or non-citizens can enter the country anymore. And if you're a citizen returning to Australia, you go into quarantine, which is government. Um, with they pretty much you get off the plane, they check you over, they take your temperature, then they bus you to a hotel, and then you sit in a hotel for two weeks and they watch you, and My then they God. let you out after fourteen days. That sounds horrific. So yeah, so I'm. Yeah, I'm lucky we missed. We came in just before that. Man, got put in. That I was fascinated because I couldn't get a hold of TJ, and then I found out yeah. that he had left early because I was wondering at the time, and the reason I was getting a hold of him because I didn't even know if you and the kids made it. I didn't know if you guys yeah. made it down there. Like when you left that day, though, like were you thinking? Um, I don't know when I'm going to get back here. Like, did you change how much you packed? Like I was just, or did this completely no. hit you guys out of nowhere? It completely hit me out of nowhere. Like I, I packed very light because as my husband would tell you, I love to shop. And so I always pack a little bit lighter just to have an excuse to maybe buy a couple of things. Yeah. And so, um, we, I, left thinking we'll be back on April, you know, we'll be, it'll be a normal trip. Nothing will change. And then a couple of days later, TJ called in a panic. I think probably just by missing me for those four days we were apart and just said, you know, he had to come early. So, um, that was when he kind of left early, which was unlike him. I was like, okay, some, it must be a little bit weird over there, but it was still very normal in Australia at that time. Everything was still open. Everything was operating as normal. So I don't think I've grasped what it's like in the U.S. yet, but he was de it definitely freaked him out enough to get on a plane immediately. Well, and it, it'd be really interesting to get your perspective if you were in Vegas because I've seen pictures of the Strip and stuff, and it's just like, it's eerie. It's a little bit eerie. Yeah, eerie, I bet. Yeah, it's, you know, like there were a couple pictures that kind of stood out to me and one was the Vegas, it was Fremont street. Actually, they showed it at night cause you know what it normally looks like at night. And then they showed it with no people and it was like, wow. 
and then um, Times Square is the same way, and it's just um, uh, really kind of a you know not kind of just crazy times that we're living in. So there's part of me that is enjoying this time. I was going to say, are you are you one that's watching the news nonstop, or unlike you just you know listening to everything that comes through, or you're like a little bit. I need a break. Like it's a little bit overwhelming. I feel like you either fall into two categories. Like, are you like hungry for every bit of information or a little bit over it? Well, it, it, I've switched at the start. At the start, I wanted every piece of information. I became obsessive. I was reading the New York times like (laughs) 15 times a day. I had, I had CNN on and then give me everything. Yeah. Yeah, and then I noticed a major like spike in my anxiety levels. But <laughs> um, maybe not my healthy decision. Yeah, and I I backed off, and I don't know. Like I think it's important to be educated here, but I also think like when you're stuck, see, and one you'll appreciate this. One thing I've come away from is really appreciating like stay at home moms and dads. Isn't it just like, isn't it crazy? I think that's actually maybe one of the best things to come out of this is all the husbands or people that go to work and then just coming for, I'm a stay-at-home mom, just to have PJ experience everyday life with three kids. Like I'm kind of enjoying when he's a little bit overwhelmed by them or he's kind of like, I need a break. I'm like, oh my gosh, like welcome to my everyday world. So I think that would be nice to have like maybe – the the guys or people that go to work that have to stay home now they get a little bit of perspective from the stay at home mom. I'm certainly getting that, and you know our daycare closed, obviously. Yeah. And Ashley still has to work a lot. In fact, I would make the argument that she's working more now than she normally does, which is fine. Right. Um, right. But it it's really um, so I was like kind of cocky at the start of this and I was like, Oh, okay, well I'll take the kids on the days you have to work and then I'll just work at night. Yeah. Well, you know, having a six month old and a five year old all day for 12 hours. Cause Ashley works 12 hour shifts. So really it's more like 14 hours that I have them. Cause an hour before and an hour after. And then all of a sudden being like, I'm going to put in a seven, eight hour work day and work until 3am. That's insane. Like you can't oh. do that. Not normal, like not doable. No. And I've, I've learned that along the way and you, you just appreciate, um, you know, the caretakers of our, our children and all that stuff. Not that I didn't before, but man, it's, it's, it's just so hard to, and you want to be like, you want to, you don't want to just throw them in front of an iPad 24 seven, but I really don't blame parents that do because it's like, you gotta, (laughs) Totally you know. like you like do I pick my own sanity right now or like do I power through and try and be like the great parent and be like let's play a board game or let's go out <laughs> and do something you know and I think like I get torn like I go back and forth like you know what I really for my sanity I just want to sit in silence and not talk to anyone so I give them the iPad and then I get I get the mum guilt like oh my gosh they'll be on the iPad for thirty minutes oh my gosh I definitely should be you know doing something. And then, you know, you see the great moms on Instagram that come through, like, this is our schedule for the day, and we're doing homework, and we've got a whole lesson plan. And, you know, I'm just, like, torn in so many places just thinking, you know, how am I supposed to handle this? But, uh, 
I just think it's the vibe. But don't you think a lot of those moms on Instagram are just full of shit, though? Like, they're not. Oh, yeah. They're pretty there just to make me feel bad. I just, like, I don't know. That's the one thing with social media. Like, I had a guy say it to me one time. He's like, man, you live the best life ever. And I was like, why do you say that? He goes, because I, I look at your Instagram, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's not. Like, that's that's not real. I mean, the pictures are real, but, like, I'm not posting like Elise's blowout all over my <laughs> shirt, you know? Totally. Well, I was going to actually ask you, I'm like, you know, you're big on social media. Like what has been like, you know, the top three things where you're like, this is just a, to come out of this pandemic. Like what's so annoying where you're like, stop posting that. Um, I will say that, um, well, there's been a couple of things. I, I'm getting tired now. Of and I was I've been guilty of this some, but I, it's like we're getting to the point now where, like, so many people are going to die from this, yeah. and I think that our federal government failed us on a lot of levels, and I've I've made it very clear that I believe that. But I'm also like at this point, like, I just like I wish that we'd all just like quit pointing fingers and just figure this the hell out, and then like we can figure out like if somebody was negligent later on, you know what I mean? Like uh, I, I don't, yeah, after, after the fact. yes, I, I'm the political nature of this is, is been troublesome for me. Just how, how heavy it's gotten. And it's, it's both sides, but mainly I think from one, but, um, I don't, I don't know. That's bothered me. I, I, there's a couple of things that I really like. I actually, Allison, you know, what? I think the internet is nicer now. Really? Okay. I, I think the internet is nicer. Like, at least my feed, like, normally it's Iowa and Iowa State fans bitching at each other 365 yeah. days out of the year. And there's, there is kind of this, like, one, one team feel to it. Um, I really like, there's, uh, I'm doing this too. I don't know if you've seen it. I'm, uh, I'm growing a mustache. Uh, can I just say stunning? You oh, like my, it? It's, have you seen Chopper the movie? No. It's like a, it's like a, like a infamous like Australian um, gang member, and his name was Chopper. And you look, he has a mustache just like you. <laughs> Why? Well, I'm seeing a lot of men are growing mustaches. And you thought, why not? Let's jump on the trend. I mean, yeah, what like actually about that. Oh, she hates it. She hates it. But I, you know, I don't know if I could do anything where she'd be like, oh, that looks good at this point. You know how that goes. Don't I ever. Been married for 10 years. She's not attracted to me anymore. We're on a down, down swing from here on. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I, I don't know. Like, the, I feel like people have been nicer other than the political part of this. The the one part that, that just bugs me is just all the bogus information though. Like it just like yeah. uh, Sage and I did a podcast earlier in the week and th this is my greater point. It, it has less to do with like your political views and stuff. And it's more just like, I get so tired of like people who just like, they don't care what facts are and you can't argue with right. those people. You just, you can't reason with them. They just, they, and that, totally that drives like me crazy. Right. They're only going to understand from their point of view and like, there's no getting through to them. And so it's just wasting your breath and like, it's frustrating, but we just got to let it go. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no get, 
you know, having a constructive conversation with those people. Yeah. But it, I don't know, like it, I hope my, here's my hope from this. And I, I've kind of, it's weird. I had a really hard time with like about a week ago, I was having a really hard time with all this, just being cooped up yeah. and all this stuff. And I, I kind of had like a level of peace hit me this week for some reason. Cause it's just like, I've, you know what I've started to do? Like I've turned off the TV. I'm listening yeah. to like records more and I'm reading more and I'm drinking more whiskey instead of beer. Oh, great. <laughs> It's You've just, it up a little bit. <laughs> well, no, I just feel like it's why, why can't we, especially as Americans, and I'd be I'd be anxious to pick your brain if it's like this in Australia as much. But like we live such fast paced lives that are so uh, hectic and chaotic, and they're so connected. Well, like seriously like where are we gonna go we don't have anywhere to go like we're just we're supposed to just stay in our houses and chill out literally the government is paying us to do this okay so like maybe and hopefully on the other side of this we've all used this time for like self-help and to grow as human beings and learn something about ourselves now let me ask you to follow up with that is life in australia slower paced than the united states way slower like that's the biggest thing that i've noticed living in both countries is australia's pace of life is very slow i feel like americans are very um always working for something always trying to get to the next level trying to make more money trying to i'm always like saying to teacher like where are you trying to go like so you're always racing somewhere like slow down and i feel like he's definitely no this is the longest time he's ever spent in australia and that's the biggest thing he's kept saying is, you know, it's just such a slow pace life. You're like, everyone's just really content living in the moment. They're not racing anywhere. And I think, I don't know if that bugs him a little bit, that we're kind of just putting, you know, putting along. But that's my favorite thing about Australia is like, we're just living in the moment. This is probably good for him. It is. And you know what? He's, I thought he would kind of freak out because he really has a hard time sitting still. And he's being eerily calm. And I think that's freaking me out more that he is just totally fine working from his phone and it's not freaking him out that he can't go and do, he's very independent that he can't go and do whatever he wants. Um, There's no temptation, you know? Right. Right. There's no, right. And I think, you know, I think like the first time, you know, you get told you can't do something, you want to so badly grasp control and feel like, no, I want to do this well. This is what I always do. And I think, like you said, like a week later, you kind of let go of control and just say, okay, i got to lean into this and make the best out of it. And I think everyone's kind of slowly veering towards just slowing down a little bit. Even when I was in Vegas a few weeks ago, like the day after they lost, like I could tell he wanted to go back into the office. Oh, yeah. And he he can't hide it very well. Like it's just written all over his like (laughs) body language. Like it's just itching to go somewhere. And he can't he like there's if he wanted to get on a plane and go home, he couldn't right now. Right. 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 Yeah. There's there's something about that. Hopefully. I mean, it just I don't know. Like, I think that the economics and like sports and like I think a lot of things are going to change from this. I don't know. I don't know for how long, but I think that we're all going to kind of have to look in the mirror and uh, I don't know if it's slowed down or, but I, I know this, like I, there are, there are certain things that I value more now than I did probably a month ago. So hopefully that's just uh, 
you know, something that we all can take from it. Um, right. Hopefully. I wanted to talk to you about the challenge. Do you have a few minutes for this? I always have a few moments for the challenge. We're calling it total madness. It uh, debuted on April 1st, which is uh, tonight uh, when we're recording this. And um, I'm kind of looking at the cast right here again. And for those of you who are not interested in MTV's The Challenge, I have a couple things to say to you. One, um, Shame on you. yeah, I lost a lot of respect for you, whoever you are. <laughs> Two, there's no sports going on. So what the hell else do you have to do? Three, it's great drama. Four, great television. Just they, they edit it well. Great characters. And uh, when did you become a fan of this series, Allison? Because I've been watching it for probably 10 to 15 years now, somewhere in between there. I, you know what I think roped me in was at the, at the peak of CT and DM when DM was sick and yeah. CT came back. That was that really pulled me in. And so I don't know what season that was. I probably came in late, but that was the time I got into it. Um, okay, I'm just going to ask you some random challenge questions. Just just drop us hard with your opinions here, okay? Okay. Uh, do we love, or do you love or hate Johnny Bananas? I love him. Me too. He's my favorite. You know how much I love Johnny Bananas, Allison? I don't know if I ever told you this. How much? I once bought um, a Johnny Bananas t-shirt from his website. Wow. Okay. Okay, big statement there. I don't love him that much, but um, I think he is the best thing to happen to the show. Like, without Johnny Bananas, there is no challenge to me. So, this, this again, like, I'm going to try and, like, I'm going to one-up that now with my love for the challenge, okay? Okay. I once, I think it was Ashley's, like, birthday or it was something. Um, no, you know what it was? Um, it was when, <laughs> this is really cool. I'll have to send you this video. Um, when we started doing in vitro to get pregnant with Elise, have you ever heard of the website yeah. Cameo? Maybe. So Not sure. I paid TJ Lavin like $40 or something to text Ashley a good luck video for going into doing right. in vitro. I mean, if that's not love, I don't know what it is. Does <laughs> Ashley love the challenge? Folks? Oh, yeah. She loves the challenge. <laughs> okay. Sweetest thing you've ever done. <laughs> she, I'll never forget it. She texts. She called me from work. She's like, I just got a text from TJ Lavin. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know. It cost me $40. It's like a tank of gas. That's 40 bucks you ever spent. It was great. But actually, he gave like a really heartfelt message. It, and he was like, hey, and, and he, he put like his own like spin to it. Because I, I, you kind of like tell him what they're supposed to say. And yeah. but TJ, like he went off like he's just like, hey, and you know, you need to realize like uh, this isn't the end of the road. You can still adopt. And uh, I'm a big guy. I'm a big proponent of adoption. And he's like giving Ashley like all these like life advice tips it was yeah it was great all right so we're both on team bananas i did notice this year that there's no car maria have you noticed that oh my no that was the first thing that popped up when i looked at this photo no Cara maria no paulie which i'm actually very thankful for because i'm burnt out i'm done with their drama i'm done with Cara maria i need a break okay that's interesting because i used to be a big Cara maria fan 
Uh, I think mm-hmm. even like two seasons ago. So I, I've have a, I've had a love hate relationship with her. Her it, I basically go with Kara when she's teaming with bananas. When she's anti bananas, then I then I tend to I just roll with bananas. Whatever alliance he's in, that's that generally tends to be your follow up. Yeah, yeah, with bananas. <laughs> I'm team bananas. Um, but uh, this Kara Maria deal, and you were the one that kind of brought me onto it. It was like two three seasons ago. Where she like kind of changed? Like I don't know exactly. Like was it when she met Polly? Because no, no. Do you know what it was? This is my was theory. It Kyle? She was all. It was Kyle. Kyle was the downfall. She was all girl power, feminine. I was like in her corner. She mm-hmm. meets Kyle, who's not even very good looking, total loser, and she just turned into like this little puppy dog that had to follow him around. And then she dates Polly as a revenge, and I think she's just lost everything I ever liked about her just I think because of Kyle and like I say this with all due respect because she's one of the great challenge competitors of all time but she kind of became a wuss massive like what happened there because you look at her and she looks like superhuman like she does like CrossFit and she's like you know she's a freak so strong can't swim but so strong like just a competitor like she's gonna do everything she can to win and then just to see her crying all the time and just yeah. getting involved in all like the emotional drama, like I was like, Oh my God, Cara, like you're better than this. And so I felt a little bit let down by her. Okay. So no Cara Maria, no Polly. That's interesting. No. We do have the, um, the fiance's, uh, Jordan and Tori. They are back for another year. I'm a, They're, they are now the new power couple, I believe. Well, because they're like the best, arguably the best two athletes in the entire show, right? Easily, easily, yeah. I think she's the best girl. Like I, 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 I put her one on one up against any any of these other girls. Like I'm looking at them right now. You've got like, um, yeah, Smashley, Anissa's back. She's, yep. Um, you know, no, she, go ahead. I mean. D, she would take D out in a heartbeat. Well, easy. <laughs> easy. Trigger. That's a trigger. Uh, so D, I don't know what it is about this D girl. Um, So she's Australian, right? She is Australian. But she's like an Asian Australian. Is that how you would describe yes. her? That's how I would describe her. I think she's, I think she's beautiful. I think she's the most beautiful challenge contestant of all time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so we've got D's back. I don't I don't think highly of D, but you know, we can differ on our opinions there. Um trying to oh, whatever happened? So why did like remember like Nani left for a couple like I don't Nani was gone for, it seems like for like five years and now Hurricane Nani's back and she seems to be Nani. like better than ever. Yeah, she's but I feel like she still kind of just talks a lot of talk, and she doesn't really produce a lot. She always says, you know, she's a she's a vet. I don't really get her deal. I like her, but I don't think she's like a true competitor. Like I don't think she's ever going to make it to a final. I actually think like her chilling out like might hurt her because she used to be one of the drunkest people there, and she's like constantly like in people's face. And I think she was somewhat intimidating, but now she's like super chill. It's like, uh, you know, she grew up a little bit on those years out of the show 
and now she kind of just blends in with everything. I don't know. Like, is I I don't know if that's good or or bad for her. No, game. I I need her to be like a Camilla. Like, I need her to be a tornado. I need her to rouse some stuff up. Oh. Um, yeah, she's a little bit too calm and reasonable last season. Camilla is pregnant. Oh my god! I literally just insta stalked her this morning knowing I was going to talk about the challenge, and I was going to say the same thing. Who knew she was pregnant? But still taking a sexy picture on Instagram. Yeah, she, like, um, I don't know, she, like, lives in Brazil or something, and she's just basically taking nude photos. That's, like, what she does from what I've gathered. Basically thriving. (laughs) I mean, they're not technically nude, but they may as well be because they're not leaving much to the imagination. So, did you... Um, Camilla was always one of my favorites. I always liked it. Like when she'd just melt down, you know, did you watch, did you ever watch the like knockoff challenge series? It had a bunch of those, these, these guys on it. It was like the pros versus Joe's type deal. Like, the, it. yeah, watched it, hated it. Okay. But still watched it. We did too. We actually, we, I don't think I ever finished one of those. Like, I think the last no. episode I watched was when bananas was like, instigating terrible loans. <laughs> Amazing. It sounds so dumb to say, but it actually happened. Um, did you, so that's the last, is that the last we'll ever see of Camilla? Is her melting down in that hotel room? Because she got kicked off of pros versus the, the, you know, the challengers versus the pros. I mean, what a terrible way to go out on a, on a season that nobody watched. And then everyone's just sitting around wondering what happened to Camilla. And that's how she got like, there should have been a better ending for her. She deserved a better ending. Yeah. She gave us so many great memories over the years, just like her just drunken meltdowns all the time. Uh, the guy I hate the most, there's two guys who I hate the most in challenge history. And the first, okay, I'm, the first would be that Devin guy. And he's not on this He's not on this. Yeah, season. because he's against Sonny Bananas. He's totally annoying. I agree with you. I hate him, and I hate Wes. Wes is a total douchebag. Oh. He is a total douche. I don't mind Wes because at least it throws Johnny and him have a little thing that they like to compete against. Do you know who I hate more? Who? Which, which I'm actually surprised you didn't say. Rogan yeah, and Rog- Bear. Yeah, Rogan's a douchebag too. Bear... I kind of feel like he's just playing a role. Right. He's just there as a character. He knows what he has to do to stay on and he's doing it. What is it about Bear that the women like? Why does he always get hot chicks? Great question. Do you know what was so crazy to me? That Laura went for him. Yeah. What What was it? What? She's, She's like bisexual, right? Apparently. Yeah. I didn't know. I was completely shocked that she was attracted to Tiny Bear. That's my deal. Like it, it was just a really um, odd because she's like a very strong, like independent, like female, right? She's like the alpha, right? She's like the alpha. I feel, and so that that was confusing to me. Yeah, because he's um, like this yeah, manipulative to... little punk. Is basically how he comes off. Yeah, and he's had mul- multiple multiple girls. I felt like last season. Um. But yeah, anyone that goes with Bear kind of is done with me. Uh, okay, a couple other people need our attention here. The, this Kayla girl, she can get nasty. Yes. She can get nasty. She's crazy. Um, 
that'll be interesting with her and Jenna because they seem to be friends outside of the show. So that'll be interesting how that goes. She is a wild card. I think she's a little bit scrappy. Um, but she's been missing for a couple of seasons, so it's nice to see her back. But I am actually disappointed that Zach won't be with Jenna in the house. Why not? I really wanted, I wanted another couple. I wanted, you know, a, I want Tori and Jordan, and I want Zach and Jenna, like the two golden couples. I feel like don't you want, don't you, don't you miss looking at Zach? Well, I miss looking at Jenna when she was out. She went out early, I believe, on because I like that combo of her and D. Get those two. Oh, yeah, get those two <laughs> together. Uh, we got CT back. Uh, we got Kyle dad. back. CT with the dad bod is back. Kyle is back. What about um, Corey? I was just, well, I feel like you can't just bring up Corey. It's got to be Corey and Nelson. Corey and Nelson, they'll be out early. They always are. They always play a terrible game. Johnny always somehow gets them out. Here's what drives me nuts about those two is... They're the they're two of the dumbest people on television. Like genuinely, like if we would do IQ test, like those two would be two of the dumbest people on TV. Yet, and and Nelson's considerably dumber than than Corey. I feel like, and yeah. but he walks around like he, you know, is Einstein. Like he 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 right. he, he, he deserves a lot of respect. He's a little bit inflated on what he's done. And I think he views himself in the same light as what I Johnny Bananas, and he needs to just take it down a notch. Huh. So, do you think, like, in your expert challenge opinion? Because I kind of, I kind of felt like a few years ago, I was pretty concerned because I'm like, well, nobody watches the real world anymore, mm-hmm. and like, where are we going to get new talent from? But now they've, yeah. they've kind of infused it. There's that Where Are They Now show. Or not, no, it's like, uh, what's the show that it's, they made? It's big, what is it? Big Brother, Ninja Warrior. Yeah, and then the Love. one the one it's, where they like, or they, they go into like a room together and they decide if they're like soulmates. You know what I mean? Oh, um, yes, I know it's on MTV too. Uh, are you well, the one? I, are you the one? Yes, that's where Devin came from. Yeah. But I feel like the way that they're starting to infuse these people, like I'm, I'm pretty content with like the future of this program right now. Like I, I feel a lot better about. Like I think they're doing a pretty good, gut, pretty good job casting. They got a guy. There's a guy on this year's show. His name's Chris Williams. They call him Swaggy C. Perfect. Will you be taking that nickname as well? <laughs> well, you can't give yourself a nickname, but if anybody else out there wants to call me that, um, I'm down. Uh, I'm down. Done. No, but like, uh, I feel, I, I don't know. Like I, I was always against like new people because I just wanted it to be CT and like those guys forever. But I, I think they've done a pretty good job, m- like mixing all these people in. I was pretty resistant at the start because I just wanted the OGs. I agree, but I have been very happy with the, some of them. Like Kyle has been a great addition. Kayla has been a good addition. Um, D for you has been a great addition. Fantastic. So they actually have Georgia when she was on. I was a little bit even hesitant bringing in international people. Um, but they've actually, I will admit, they've done a good job. Turbo was a great wild card. Oh, man. Um, so they have done a great job. I will admit that. Turbo's a psycho, though. Like, that guy. Unstable. Man, you're not, you're not kidding. All right. Um, well... I want to check in here in a few weeks and we'll 
it's called Total Madness this year. It's debuting uh, on Wednesday, April 1st. And I don't really know. Do you know, like, what the theme of this show is? Like, do you, like how they're, like, competing? Have you even looked into that? No. No, I have no idea. I'm totally going in blind, and I think I'm just going to go in that way, not going to research anything. Yeah, I think I'm going to do the same. Because now it's, like, more of these, like, mass games. They used to always do, like, your you and your ex or you and, like, your rival or whatever. But now it's, it seems to be, like, these more, like, just broad games, and I kind of like that. Uh, well, so when are you supposed to get back to, to Vegas? Like, I, I guess we don't really know. As far as like yeah. flights and stuff, do you have a plan? Yeah, the plan right now is May, uh, late April. We're going to just keep tracking it from here and just see, you know, based on um, what's coming out is that it'll maybe peak mid-April in America. And we're hoping after it peaks to hopefully sneak back into the country. But we're, tra- you know, tracking flights and just seeing if making sure that there's still flights going out and um, hopefully mid to late April. You know who the real winners in this situation is, is your, your, your parents. They got to just be thrilled. Are they though? Because you know, like you're, you can be totally high functioning. You're in your own home. But when you go back to your parents, you somehow slip back into like the teenager where you're like, mom, can you make me dinner? Can you do this? (laughs) Like I've totally slipped back into that role of wanting someone to look after me. So You'll have to ask them in a week or two if they're winning. <laughs> I can see it though. I mean, well, the just with the kids. How how if, do Jason Olivia have any idea? Because they're five, right? Yeah. Do they have any idea what the hell's going on? They Jay surprised me. I took him to Target, you know, last week just to buy him a toy, just you know, so I could get one hour of peace. And um, everything was taped off. All the seats in the in the shopping center were taped off and he said, everything's closed mom because of the coronavirus. And wow. I was like, okay, wow. Yes, it is Jace. And we should maybe turn off the news a little bit because I have not spoken to him about it. I've just been calling it the virus. Go wash your hands. You don't want to get the virus. And so he knows a little bit more than I thought he did. That's impressive. Yeah. Cameron has no clue. Like she just, she has no clue. And I don't think she cares. I think she's so happy to just be at home. And I think, got dad all the time like she's in heaven like give her this every day she is yeah and i I, part of me it kind of like i don't know i don't want to say i feel bad but like she really is happy because everybody's just home and we're not doing anything else and like that really for a five-year-old that makes her really happy is what i I mean that's great i mean that's what you want out of your kid isn't that like she's just in a happy little bubble like that's the best way to protect her right yeah yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna have that talk with her until until I feel like I need to. And and at this point, I I really don't. I don't really feel that like she's as happy as I've ever seen her. So and there's no need to put worry on them when they don't need it. Like they they don't need to carry that around. Yeah, I just told her school's been a long spring break, and I didn't know <laughs> when she would go back. And she's like, Oh, okay, great. <laughs> Went back to her dollhouse. Like she's fine. <laughs> Well, this was fun. Uh, we're going to do it again. Uh, let's catch up in a couple weeks, and we'll we'll talk some challenge. We'll update the audience on, on how the hell you guys are going to get back to the United States and uh, wish you guys nothing but the best, obviously. But And uh, it, I get, enjoy your time down south. So it's winter down there too, right? Like, is it cold? We're, co- we're, we're coming into winter, so we're kind of just in 
fall here at the moment. It's been it's shorts and t-shirt every day still. So okay. once it hits the winter, I'm definitely going to be like ready to get back to Vegas heat. Yeah, well, and then it'll be hotter than hell by the time you guys get back. That's for sure. That's the plan. That's All right. the hope. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate your time. You guys get back safely. Thanks. Stay safe over there.